One of the best parts of the show is when Brian talks in his low voice. Texas arson and murder. Suck my dick, United. Does your penis have a knuckle? I went to a porn concert. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I am, as always, the host of the show. My name is Brian Beckner. I thank you very much for joining us. Episode 164, as I said. Um, Do check out our Facebook page, uh, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. I was fortunate enough to join another podcast earlier this week, a beer-centric, I would say beer and sports and just kind of guy talk. Um, The Unfiltered Gentlemen were kind enough to have me on their show. Um, I very much appreciate that. And if you want to check out me on their show or just check out their show in general, they do a good show. Um, go, you can find a link to my segment, my appearance on their show via our Facebook page, the baller lifestyle podcast on Facebook. So check that out. Thank you very much again to the unfiltered gentleman joining me now as always, of course, it's Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? Uh, doing well. I think we should start the show because this will be posted probably on his birthday. Happy 70th to the fucking legend, David Letterman. David Letterman. He's got that beard going. He's in just a I don't give a fuck mode right now. And I just I feel like we just have to appreciate a guy like that or just legends in general because, you know, this past week it and it's just because we are we have reached the age of entertainers are now old like that's that this will just be constant you know how like people are saying 2016 but like now we're just gonna lose legends all the time now and yeah. you know we lost rickles and he was Huge. maybe the best talk show guest of all time yes the he just so had a a skill of just talking shit that was his whole act was just so legendary that he could just rip anybody at any moment. Such a genius. Uh, I, I think I've most, I'm obviously I was always aware of Don Rickles, but when he wrote his book, yeah. um, Mr. Nice guy, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it was Mr. Warmth, Mr. Warmth. That's it. I, I read his book and I just was a, such a fan ever since. And although I, and this is why you cannot take anything for granted. He was still touring right up until the end. And he would play around a lot. And he played, you know, Vegas often. And he would play near where I live a lot. And I just, I never pulled the trigger and went and saw him. And I really am regretting that now that I never saw Don Rickles live. Yeah. I, and it's been repeated a lot. I, the, it, the stuff he did with Sinatra, I love the story that Sinatra corroborated that he was with a chick at a, a casino or something eating dinner. And he said, Frank, can you uh, can you stop by? It would mean a lot to, you know, to, for her to see that I know you. Can you stop by the table at some point? And Frank was at the bar and said, like, all right. So then, uh, you know, 20 minutes later, he comes by the uh, table and he goes, 
hey, Don. And he goes, not now, Frank. I'm eating dinner. So good. So That's good. a good story. And I love the story where he was talking about, I think he was at Letterman, and he was like, I, you know, people talk a lot of, uh, you know, say a lot of bad things about Frank, um, but I saw him save at least two lives. Um, and he's like, really? How'd you do that? And he goes, well, I saw one time when he, uh, Frank had his goons beating someone up in the back. He said, I think he's had enough. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so he saved their two lives. But uh, yeah, we got to appreciate. And, you know, there are some legends. I mean, we, the, 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 I think they had like a weekly dinner with their wives. Newhart is, I looked him up. He's 88. Yeah. I mean, there's legend. Mel Brooks is 90. Carl Reiner's like 93, 94. Yep. I mean, there's just, you know, they're you got to appreciate these guys. They're all going to start ticking off soon. Woody Allen's not looking so hot. No. There, there are a lot of legends out there. Um, Bill Cosby. He's nearing the end. Fallen angel. Gonna be gonna be tough to eulogize him. He's gonna get overtaken by skin tags. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you know. I I didn't. I mean, it's not that I defended him, but I was uh, less outraged than most. But I think it's you know an appropriate time to point out what a shithead Brian Williams is. Yes. This past week where he gave this like poetic, majestic, you know, uh, speech about Tomahawk missiles. It's like, it even, even if you're fucking like, you know, agree with the the action, like even World War Two, like you're not supposed to be just fucking like turgid over the fact of like war and death. Like, what is he, six years old? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if those Tomahawk missiles had hit the presidential palace. I, I could be a little more excited. <laughs> um, and I did, I just wanted to tell a quick brush with death I had this weekend. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. These are always visited, interesting. visited the charm city with the, uh, the, the wife and kids. In Baltimore. Yeah. Did, did you, the, did you rally, did you rally with Chris in Maryland? I know that this, this has been threatened on several occasions. <laughs> hey, I would love to get a beer with the guy, but you know, with the kids, it was, it was a tough, you know, we were, we were, uh, we went to two, Oriole games and it was, it was, it was a nice weekend. However, Saturday night, Michelle, uh, wanted something. I don't something basic. And I went, I was like, all right, well, it should be all right. I'll just go to the local Seven Eleven. Like there was something a couple blocks away. Now we were teetering on the edge of where you can't go in Baltimore. Yeah, It's like, how, how fucking bad. Is it the be? west side or the east side? I always forget with my I always forget my wire geography. <laughs> well, they, in a sense both were bad. Right. I know Carmelo Anthony has the WB symbol on his shoulder. West he was Baltimore. from West. Yeah. Um but I figured, you know, a quick 7-Eleven trip. The street was relatively well lit. It wasn't like I was going at 3 in the morning. I was going at 10 at yeah. night. That's still pretty late, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt like it was probably okay, and uh, it was not okay. Uh-huh. And I went in there, and there were fifteen kids, um, ranging from thirteen to nineteen. Oh, not good, not good. Uh, I was the only white person in there. Yeah. There were a couple Korean people behind the counter. Mm. 
there's a lot of commotion and I, you know, I was, I was in the zone. I, oh, I was going to get like toothpaste. Head down, looking straight ahead. Head down, no eye contact. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sifting as I'm in the back aisle. I'm like, all right, here's, I'm just going to give fucking cash and, and walk. We'll like leave okay. the change, whatever. I like cost three fifty years, four bucks. I'm, I'm walking. So then there's commotion in the front. All of a sudden, the the lady, the Korean lady, is screaming. Oh, no. And the guy locks the door. Uh-oh. And they're waiting for the cops. And the lady is holding a kid. And they're wrestling. And they're screaming. And, and I'm just trying not to make, you know, it's one of those scenes where you, you just don't want to make eye contact. Like, I feel like it's like, uh, you know, when the new people come into uh, – Oz or something yeah. like that. It's just you don't want to piss the wrong person off. And there was screaming and, and oh we're waiting for the police and, and like there's a kid wrestling a Korean lady mm-hmm. at the door. The guy has locked the door. Nobody's taking my money. I've, I'm holding toothpaste and uh, it didn't feel good and it felt high you tension. Know, it, it it I didn't know what to do and I just stood there and I feel my phone buzzing like crazy because Michelle realizes I've been gone for a long time. And, (laughs) but so obviously I got out alive, but, uh, it was not until there was a wrestling. And then one of the other kids unlocked the door and it was like jailbreak. And I just went with the guy, guys escaping for maybe trying to rob the store. So like there were kids running out with items and I, I, uh, I did hand the guy my money and I left too, but it was, it felt it felt very tense in there. But anyway, th- then as I'm getting back in the elevator of the hotel, it's like, "Are you alive? Please text." Yeah, you didn't go. You didn't go get a beer somewhere, did you? Like it was all these random texts. Please, please respond. But yeah, uh, you got it. You got to tread carefully in the Charm City. Very, very. You got to be very careful out there. What were they trying to jack? Do you know? Was it a beer I mean, run situation? Fucking- it was Seven Eleven. Who the fuck knows? But again, I didn't make eye contact, yeah. and the Koreans were not screaming in English, so I wasn't sure what they were doing. Well, you know that the Korean shop owner—he was armed. Yeah, I, I was fearing. I was actually kind of fearing the lady the most. And he was, and in that situation, he's been in that situation before. So if things were going to escalate, he was. Ready. Yeah, and I didn't want to feel. I didn't want to be making, you know, snap judgments, but it was clear like these 15 kids were all together, which is yeah. odd. 15 kids don't roll together. Yeah, Michael, Daquan, Randy. But I did, and if I didn't see the canard scene, I wouldn't right. feel quite as threatened in a uh, convenience store. Canard caught uh, Omar slipping. Do not sleep on canard. No. So, yeah. So I was thinking in my head and it's terrible because I don't want to think that way. But like there was commotion. There was stuff going on. And I just want fucking toothpaste. Yeah. Charm City. Charm City. But I got to tell you, every time time I go to Camden Yards, spectacular. It's on my list of ballparks. Heard nothing but good things. What you want to do is go there and then either stay right in the inner harbor or you just go down to D.C. and find something else to stay. Because you go two blocks away and it's not so good. Good idea. Um, so I had my re 
at my re up with Birkenstock guy. Oh wait, what? Oh, did you have to bring in like samples of shoes? No, I brought in my my clogs to be repaired, and I had to pick them up. He had to keep them for a week because he had to get the material to make the new soles or get reattach them or whatever. So he got and remember, he had given me a long lecture about my socks. You were walking, and he also said you shouldn't. Oh, your socks, and don't walk on hot coals or something. And don't wear flip flops. Never wear <laughs> flip flops. And so then, so I get there, and there's like a little note on his door, and he's like upstairs doing paperwork. So I call him, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm here," and he comes down from upstairs and I see him coming down the stairs and he looks down at my flip-flops and he goes and he like clutches his chest <gasps> and then he and then he he does this noise like and he's like shaking his head shaming me at my flip-flops and then you know, you're probably his only customer I, I, it, it appears that way he claims he's been there for 45 years it's pretty dusty in there too so he rolls down and he's like, you do not walk to the parking lot in those floppies. Like he's really freaked out that I'm going to injure myself. He's like, you have no idea how bad those are for your ankles, knees, hips, and back. And I'm like, oh, does he man. advocate doing everything in Birkenstocks? I don't, I, I don't know. I just like, is, do you have to work out in Birkenstocks? This is the only time I've met him. So we cruise in, and then he announces that the that he's measured, and the new material for the Birkenstock soles is 12 percent thicker, which I thought was fantastic. Um, and then he's like, then he's like, okay, he's like, I did not fit you to these, and he's like, sit down. So he has me. I think he might be in defeat. I think that was you think? Thing. Yeah. So I sat down. <laughs> I sat down and he's like, you clearly have not been fit for the, these by me. And so then here's what he did. I sat down and he's like, okay, put your foot, slide your foot in. And I, I slide, I slid my foot into the. Like in one of those regular stride, right? Yeah. Like one of, those, measuring one of those. No, 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 no. Like he's sitting on, that's like the stool with like the little angled thing under yeah, the yeah, stool. Yeah, yeah. You put your foot on. So I do that, put my foot on. And then he's like, okay, slide in. He's like, stop. Like, right, that's the right, the perfect position for my foot. And then he's like, ignore your foot. And I'm like, okay. And then he he does the buckle one slot tighter. And then he's like, there you are. And then he did, the, so that was like his his magic. His, his magic of him is that he's able to do the buckle one more buckle tighter than and, it was. And after that, does he make the move of the, uh, the, the uh, Vegas dealer changing, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes, pretty much. And then he did the other foot. It's the same thing. Ignore your foot. And then he slid the buckle one, exactly one hole tighter. This is like uh, when cable guy's trying to find the sweet spot. Yes. He's, he's feeling the wall. Very like, still, yes. He takes his work very seriously. <laughs> and then he, and then he's told, and then he's like, do not ever, ever, ever say that you have flat feet again. You do not. He's like really serious. He's like, if you had flat feet, you would walk with a cane. I don't know, Ed. I just look at the bottom of my foot. Is this guy morphing into Chun from Remo Williams? Is the way you describe it. 
I looked down, and my foot looks pretty flat. I don't have much of an arch in my foot, so, but according to this guy. I, anyway, people were worried. How does, how does the new soul feel? Oh, it feels great. feels fantastic. And then somebody announced some – a lot of people I, – I made an Instagram because I knew everybody was – waiting on with bated breath to find out what was going on with my Birkenstocks. So of course I made an Instagram to let everybody know. And then, you know, people were doing what they do, which is make fun of me. But then somebody's really going off that I'm a real pussy because I have socks, like either wear socks or don't wear socks. And I'm like, I'm not wearing socks. I was real annoyed. Like normally I don't respond, but I had to respond because I was just annoyed. I'm like, I'm not wearing I don't wear fucking socks. And he's like, oh, it's, the Birkenstock must have integrated socks. Like he saw some shadow on my foot and had to really have a go at me about having like hidden socks or something. I didn't have socks on. There's no socks. There's no integrated sock. It's just, let's just let this sit. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking right now. Yeah. It just, does it look like I'm wearing a sock? No. How about those sweatpants? You like those? Those are pretty dope. Yeah. It's dad style. Elastic you, bottom sweatpants. Is, it's out of control. Yeah, it's pretty I nice. Haven't, I haven't had a elastic bottom sweats. Oh, you in, get some. Has to be 25 years. I also have another pair. They're not, I guess they're also sort of elastic bottom, but they're like the wide cuff elastic bottom ones. What does that mean? Well, like it's not like, it's like a, it's like a wider piece of elastic and not like so springy. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know what I'll do, Ed? Yeah. Next time I wear those, I'll make an Instagram and I'll be like, Ed Daly, these are the pants I was talking about. I love a comfy <laughs> pair of sweats. I wear a tracksuit. I got tracksuits too. Uh, one, uh, another thing. Tracksuits are pretty sweet. You know when I wear sweats, Ed, often? When? When I fly. When I'm you on go, a- You're one of these guys. Please tell me you're not taking off all your shit. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean taking off my shit? Like my, uh, I fucking hate those monsters. Oh, let me take off my smelly shoes. Well, I mean, you're a fucking if it's monster. A, if, it's a long, if it's a long flight, I'm probably wearing uh, uh, flip flops. I don't want to. I don't like. Uh, so you're making somebody stare at your fucking feet the whole time. I'm not making anybody do anything. I'm just, I'm just sitting there in my sweats. You're monster. Relaxing, putting the seat back, reclining the seat, getting comfy. <laughs> I've I've had a twenty four hour flight. Those fucking shoes stayed on the whole. T- oh, tw- oh, that's not good for you, Ed. You get blood clots. You got to get up and move around. I would I would rather have a blood on. clot than expose my feet and be a monster like the rest of you. <laughs> I'm a man of principle. Well, s- speaking of people that were on flights, um, <laughs> United Airlines was United Airlines the same one that. Fucked over that little girl that wore leggings. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of people that like to be comfortable on planes, me and that little girl. <laughs> this United Airlines apparently goes a long distance for people that are flying on their buddy passes, or people, or unless they're a young, a ten-year-old girl with with leggings on. Because how about that guy that got forcibly ripped off a fucking plane? Yeah. Well, what am I supposed to do with that information? Like what, okay. what is this, this? Is this the world that we live in where corporations can take your fucking money and then fuck you in the ass in front of every other one of their customers? I just saw the headline right before we started. The flight wasn't actually full. I know. I think this is this United Airlines has enlisted a crisis communications firm as 
corporations yeah. are want to do. And now they are trying to make a lot of news to sort of muddy the waters. Now, I saw that yeah, there's already been some hatchet pieces on this guy, and yeah. with, which is distracting from the real issue. That's right. I mean, fuck corporations. Like, I, I read that the four major U.S. airlines are just raking in unprecedented dough. Yeah. These, these, these airlines are making more money than ever. Remember when they jacked up flight prices because gas was so expensive? Yeah. Gas, gas is isn't like expensive less than anymore. Half, less than half of what those jacked up. They're making so much goddamn yeah. money. So they can go fuck themselves. Yes. And the fact that they booked this guy, all of this, they should be punished. All, all of that. I get it. Yeah. But this fucking guy. Yeah. It, he, was, he was asked to leave his seat. I can see putting up a stink, but now you've got marshals, police, law enforcement telling you to get up. And he screams, just kill me, and then makes the weirdest scream that I've ever heard a man it, scream. It was unfortunate. Like, it's not definitely not how I would comport myself in a similar situation. Also, buddy, keep keep that shirt nice and low. That wasn't, that wasn't a good look going out. Hey, this guy, we don't know what this guy's been through, Ed. He, this guy could have been survived the killing fields of Pol Pot. <laughs> now we're making some generalizations. He could, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to this he guy. Korean. He's not, he's not Cambodian. I don't know what he is. I don't know. I, that's not, that's not important. The, impor- <laughs> the important thing is, is that he fucking what? went just online. Of, he, a way he looks, you just put him in the killing fields. He went on. I'm just saying, I'm just as an example. <laughs> As an example, he's screaming, Diddy Mao! He, he could have survived, uh, survived the Holocaust. We don't know. Haiti? I, I get Papa it. Doc we don't know what people are up to, but yeah. <laughs> you never know. Papa Doc or Baby Doc? Baby Doc, whichever, either. Um, but here's here's the problem. What's the, Why did he scream? Why did he scream, just kill me? I don't know. That seems like a bit much. He, he was, guy was on terror. a $700 flight and he screamed, just kill me? Maybe he's in, maybe he's in, uh, maybe he had PTSD. And then when they tried to comply, now he's getting a, 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 a lot of fanfare. I want United to get fucked in every way they can. Yes. But this guy is odd. There's something well, going on with, with this guy. I agree with that. But you're now you're shaming. You're doing you're doing the work of the of the United Airlines <laughs> crisis communications firm. <laughs> he said, Ed. "Just kill me." That yes. seems like an odd reaction. Why don't you Why don't you list his rap sheet Trump, for the listeners? Remember when the Trump grab grabbed the pussy comment, and I was saying, "Yes, it's not good and everything." Yeah. But why would you talk that way? There's a weird way that some of these people are talking. I, I would I would like to examine why he said, "Just kill me." No, it is weird. It is weird, but let's not, let's, you're muddying the the waters here. The corporation is a fucking group of assholes making tons of money. So they can all go fuck themselves. And, and that's, the hub is right here. Like I, I deal with Newark airport is tons of United flights. I'm flying United most of the time I fly. So fuck them. Yeah. And I want, I want them to get hurt in every way. I don't own their stock so they can, their stock share their prices. stock's taking a shit. Let's hope it continues to take a shit. And their, 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 uh, CEO couldn't have handled it worse. Idiot. Like, he was, he on was, day two, he's, he's issuing his like fourth statement and now it's starting to come around. It's like, my God, how did you get to this point? Ed, he was PR week's communicator of the year I, last I, year. I, That's the Amazing. best. It's the best. But yeah, I just, 
I think it's. It, I'm not. I'm not trying to blame. I'm just. I'm, I like to. I like to get a better explanation. He of doesn't why owe you, would, you, Ed. He does not owe you an explanation. You <laughs> just kill me. You, oh, what was that noise? Here, that was not was, a noise that you've ever heard a man it was say. It was odd. I agree. <laughs> Here, here's the answer, though. So apparently, they needed to. This airline, and everybody knows the details. This airline needed to get a flight crew to another airport. This happens. Flights are overbooked. It's bullshit. Flights are overbooked. But the fact is that every single passenger on that plane had a number, a dollar figure. Everyone's got a number. For which they were willing to give up their seat. And when you are in a situation where you need someone to accommodate you, the way you get them to do that is by offering an incentive. And these fucking assholes, United Airlines, were like, fuck it. We went to 800 bucks. Fuck everybody on this plane. We're going to ruin everybody's day. And we're going to get the fucking cops to come start grabbing people out of their seat. Because 800 is the amount of dollars we are willing to pay to or lose to allow our flight crew on this plane. Now, if they yeah. just, if they'd gone up to a grand, I bet a lot of people in that plane would go, oh, "Yeah, I could leave tomorrow at three. My my plans aren't that important." Twelve hundred. Chances bucks. are, chances are there aren't there aren't that many people that have to be on that flight. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. you'll 50, miss a connecting yeah. flight. There's there's other bucks. things you're going to miss a wedding, but but not everyone flying. I do. I was listening to Adam Carolla today, and he could not. He surrounds himself with sycophants, so no one would no one would argue at this point with him. Yeah. By the way, I'm a fan of his. I think he's a genius. But he was I very, think it's hilarious, but I think yeah, he 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 now believes every single thing he says is Yes. His he perfect. his you know, average Right. His point was you can call it that, was that because flights are so cheap, this should be expected. You should be expected to have to give up something that you paid for because you paid so little for it. And the thing is, flights are not cheap. Flights are not cheap, and that is not the way commerce works. These fucking airlines are making record profits. They are fleecing you every like over fucking... over $20 billion last year. If you want a sandwich, you got to give them 12 fucking bucks for that shitty sandwich that was free two years ago. If you want to bring luggage... You have to give them extra money. Fuck the airlines. They're fucking ripping you off every chance they get. I pay for a seat. I'm going to fucking sit in the seat. Suck my dick, United. Yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, do the research like over the years. Clearly. But didn't you feel like 10 years ago, like everybody's like these airlines, like they are barely keeping it together. Yes. They can't yeah. pay, afford shit. And After it's like 9-11. Yeah, and now you're reading like twenty billion in profits. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? If they offered ten thousand dollars, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even like mess with any spreadsheets. If airlines, they just said, hey, yes. ten grand for someone to get off this plane right now. Airlines are gobbling up other airlines, and it's I I go to Oakland a few times a year. It's a fucking fifty minute flight, and it costs me two hundred bucks every single time. That should be that flight should be one hundred and ten. Right. I'm getting my fucking dick chewed every time I get on the goddamn oh, plane. This- those European flights have just gotten oh ridiculous. Yes, I gotta go to I, my like. I want to go to Asia again this summer. Yeah, Indonesia. 
the flights are twice. It's not going to be cheap. If they're tw- the flights are twice what they were last summer, two times, one hundred percent. Take the f- price of the flight last year, add that that price again. That's how much it costs this time. Oof. Fuck the airlines. Fuck, Fuck them. this. What happened to freedom? This is fucking America. What happened to America? This the idea of America is being lost because we're we're giving it away. We're giving it away to the whoever's got the most money. Fuck you. Yeah, they should have like a like a um, what do you call it? the auctioneer yes. get on the flight and be like, "All right, do I hear eight hundred? Yes, all right, eight fifty. Who who wants it? You like you, one of those moves? You want some seats back? You need to do what we did to get the fucking seat from you. Buy it, dickhead. Um, one one thing I will say: somebody tweeted me, "Devil's accomplice." Tweeted me today something to the effect of, "Look at it this way." At least the airline saved that guy from having to be in Kentucky. <laughs> which is, which my, is, I had my brother in law. My brother in law is a lawyer, and he had to try a case in Frankfurt, and he was he was struggling with that with that location. Yeah, he was like, "I this is the state capital. I don't know what's going on here." That doesn't seem. That seems like an airport doesn't go to it. That seems like you have taken an airport to like a marginally larger place and then drive a long ways to get to Frankfurt. And I can only imagine what that's like. So fuck United, but why just kill me? Just, I just, I just want to put that out there. Hopefully somebody has an answer. It was (laughs) definitely, as I said, definitely not. not? I would have comported myself (laughs) in, in that same situation. I don't, I don't know this guy's history. You know, maybe he's maybe hey, he's jailed alongside Nelson taking, Mandela. I'm taking his side over United. Are you a million times out of a million? Are you? But <laughs> after he gets the big settlement, I would like a press conference. Like, so why 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 just kill me? See, see, I don't I, <laughs> I don't surround myself with sickle fans. I have I have shithead co-hosts that that drive me crazy and victim blame. <laughs> How dare you? Fuck United. Yes. Okay. Good. That's better. Uh, okay. Ed, oh, Sky- just Kyle and Scott. Do you have anything else? Uh, I, well, you just you just said the magic three words. Yes. Kyle and Scotty. Let's Kyle go. And, Kyle and Scotty has reached out second week in a row. Let's see what he has to say. Hey guys, what's going on? Kyle and Scotty here. Hey, hey Brian. Can you shorten up the ringtones on or the rings on the Google message? I wait forty five seconds to leave a message. That's that's just that's too long. I don't think I can do that. But uh you guys are talking about killing trees, which I'm not proactive against against for killing trees. Ed he's not proactive for killing trees, but he's he's gonna tell us how to do it. Ready? Okay. Yeah. But it isn't hard to do. You uh it's a, it's a herbicide. You just go get it at your local co-op, farmer's co-op, wherever they sell stuff. It, for Woody Sun's stuff, $19 a quart, no big deal. You, you act like killing trees was uh, rocket science, but no, it's it's simple stuff. <laughs> but, nope, keep it real, guys. Later. Wow. I love that. 
I love that he knows how to kill trees. I, I do too. But I also like that he's like, it's simple stuff. And then the whole rest of the jargon afterwards sounded like it was in another language because I didn't understand any of it. Herbicide. I, I, I got herbicide. Herbicide. I mean, I can sort of figure out what that is. Herbicide. Um, farmers co-op. Uh, measuring things in courts. Like what? Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't do it, any of that. I, I imagine like they need a tree dead. In the in the uh, Wisconsin or just Midwest, yes, they call in Kyle, and then I could see him poisoning the tree, and yes. then turning and walking away in slow motion as the tree crumbles, like yes, like yes. in the movies, yes. dead, and then just he pull he pulls up on his snowmobile, he, he poisons the tree, he turns around, and as he's walking away, you just see his back, his kind of like I picture him having kind of like shaggy hair. And you just see his back, cigarette in one hand, tall boy of Pabst Blue Ribbon in the other, and he's just taking a taking a pull off his Pabst Blue Ribbon as he walks away. <laughs> if Kyle, it dies, it dies. Tree killer. Uh, okay. Th- thanks for that, Kyle. You're the best. Uh, you are the best. He's the best. Here, Ed, one email. Yeah. Hey, guys. Is there a more embarrassing way to die than the way David Carradine went out? <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I'll take your answer off the air. Drew in West LA. Drew, what is that apropos of? <laughs> well, also, Hutchins died the same way, right? Yes, and he's much younger. Yeah, I, I mean, I was thinking, like, what is more... That's, that's pretty tough because there are going to be some tough conversations at the funeral. Yeah. Like, loved ones, you have any children? It's going to yeah. be tough, like, a lot of milling around, like, so, uh, this is a tough one. Uh, I thought, you know, the worst way I'd like to go is every once in a while, I'll have my my phone on shuffle, and there'll be a song, and I'm like, yeah. man, if I fucking die to Kenny Loggins right now, this is going to be a fucking problem. This, this, this happens to me. There's... Songs show up on my phone that I did not download. They'll be like in Spanish or it'll be like some like classic rock bullshit that I never liked. And I'm like, where did this come from? There are a couple songs that pop up that I've never, I don't know where they come from. I enjoy the hell out of Danny's song, but uh, I can't say I want to listen to it more than like once a year. Yeah. But it'll pop up and I'll be like, oh, fuck, if I get hit by a car and they're like, well, what was he doing last? And it's like, Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Like if it's Tupac, fine. I got like 300 songs on there, but it's going to be a problem if I lose. Ken, Kenny Ken. Loggins. I saw last summer, a buddy of mine posted on Facebook that Kenny Loggins showed up and sat in with a local band here in Laguna beach. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, if, if he hadn't been singing and I didn't have like some sort of DNA sample, fingerprint, some, some type of quiz, like if he could tell me, Jim Messina's first wife's name or something. It's just the first name of Jim Messina. Yeah. yeah, 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 There you go. I didn't even know it was Jim. I thought it was just Messina. Who are you in a band? Because I'll tell you what, Ed, this guy has had so much work done to his face. He does not look like the same person. I mean, he's still got the beard. He's still going with the traditional Kenny Loggins look. But that's the problem. If he wants to shave, he's kind of fucked. No, he like can't. You can never show. He's married to that beard. Yes, that's he's he's he integrated with Castro, that look. Like I had to ride that thing to the end. Totally, <laughs> totally agree. Uh, yes, I don't know. I don't know what that Dave. That would be very embarrassing to die 
choking yourself while masturbating. Also, I've always been pretty satisfied with the regular method of masturbation. I've never thought, <laughs> what can I do? How can I ramp things up a bit? Like, what's what's the next level for this? Because that's just sex, right? Jerking it is just the next best thing. It's just because at that moment you would like to be having sex with someone and you can't be. So you're just, but you still need to relieve the pressure because that shit backs up. You got to get the poison out. That pressure builds and it clouds your judgment. It backs up the fluids back up into your brain and make you not think straight. So you got, you got to get it out and get on with your life. And I, I just always thought like the regular, regular method has just worked fine for yeah, me. Like, and yeah. And you could try to change the subject in your mind, but it just comes right back like 30 seconds later. You got to get it out. You got to get, you it, gotta out get it out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ed, what is, uh, speaking of getting it out. Mm-hmm. Also, I was on that podcast, the unfiltered gentleman, and I came in and did my segment and I listened back today to see how it went. I, I thought it went great. And then they're like, Hey, all right. Goodbye, Brian. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for having me on. And then they're like, as soon as I hung up, they're like, all right, we had to Dude, we couldn't move. We had to get rid of Brian because uh, we know he wouldn't want to be talking about this. And then they started talking about wrestling, which I would have loved to be talking about. I, I would have enjoyed that greatly. I'm guessing you would have had a different approach. Probably. Follow the sport, but I'm not. I'm not so up with anybody that's been in the wrestling game <laughs> since 1985 or so. But I, hey, I would have jumped in. I would have like dropped some comments. Jeff um, dog still wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think he's still okay. around him. Good. Davey Boy Smith, Rick Rude. Bruce, Bruce the Barber Beefcake. He's out there. Yeah, he's yeah, doing his thing. Sure. King Kong Bundy. They're yeah. all still working. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes. What's, has somebody that is also still working, Rick Flair. <laughs> uh, Rick R-I-C Flair. Yes, yes. See, when I was into wrestling, he wasn't in the big promotion. I know he's like a big, he's like a legend, one of the greats. Well, was, but he wasn't, wasn't he on the on one, that one was, he wasn't he on the wrestling that was like on TBS? Like, yeah, it was like he was the, on the, the other kind. Yeah, like the one that was in the South or something. I didn't know yeah. that wasn't like my. You wasn't know, your bailiwick? Sure no, <laughs> no, whatever that means. No. <laughs> well, professional wrestler Ric Flair entered a Fort Wayne, Indiana bar this past weekend. And started like started acting like an asshole. Then was kicked out after five minutes. Apparently, the final straw was when he called the bartender a fat ass who should lose some weight. Well, as he was being booted, Flair shouted, "You don't know who I am, and I'll have you out of a job." Now, Brian, my question is this: Is there anything sadder than an old queen? <laughs> no, it's really. <laughs> did he? Did he roll in? Did he? I know he used to wear like. Um, like fur and like feathered capes. Is that? I just remember he had like some se- severely dyed hair, right? Yeah, I think he still has that. I think I saw him recently. Cause, cause NFL teams, I think the Carolina Panthers like bring him in to like get the guys pumped up before a game. And I, th- I think I did see that. And he's still, he's still got the, uh, I mean, the guy's got to be pushing 70 at this point and he's still got the, um, the bright white peroxide hair so he's pretty recognizable the only time you should ever use say the phrase do you know who i am or don't you know who i am is when like you're in the presence of a loved one and they don't know who you are but beyond that never utter that phrase you're a fucking idiot like if somebody's had a head injury and you're like don't you know who i am like then you get pulled out like you don't 
You don't just say that. Like, nobody gives a shit who you are. You're a fucking asshole with dyed hair. <laughs> like, like if Gran, if Gran is in the throes of dementia and the, the last legs, and you, she, you've gone and visited her a couple times, and she's like, hey, Eddie, how you doing? And then you go in a third time, and she's like, who the fuck are you? Then, then it's don't totally you know permissible to go, <laughs> don't you know who I am, Grandma? You don't say it. I mean, I don't care if you're the biggest deal on earth. You're fucking Brad Pitt, you, whoever you are. You don't say, don't you know who I am? Who the fuck are you? You're yeah. you're nobody to the person who's kicking you out of this bar. That's who you are. <laughs> and Ric Flair at a bar in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, <laughs> off the board. Like, just anytime he's not at a bar in Fort Wayne, Indiana, somebody let me know because that's where I picture him all the time. And I Googled him because I was like, oh, no. what, is, what is with that R-I-C? And his yes. real name is Richard. So it's not like, you know, he's from Euro- some European country yeah. and it's Ricard. And then you're like, all right, well, he was yeah. shortening it to Rick. No, it was Richard. And he just made it R-I-C. My dad's name is Richard and he's Rick R-I-C-K because he's hashtag hetero. <laughs> because he's he's from Earth. Yes. Yes. I mean, totally what is agree. that? R-I-C. R-I-C. That's, Get the that's, fuck out of here. That's, that's if you're Ricardo. Are. If you're Ricardo, you are. you're R-I-C, Rick. Should- you should have, you should have checked ID and if you saw that, you'd be like, "That's why you're getting kicked out of the bar, buddy." Yeah, R I C. Get out of here. Okay. What else? All right. Let's Te- uh, move A&M. to college. College football. Texas A and M. Texas arson and murder. A and M wide receiver Kirk Merritt is pleading not guilty to indecent exposure charges stemming from incidents in October 2016 where he was accused of exposing himself to two female tutors. According to the Houston Mm. Chronicle, one woman claimed Merritt exposed and touched himself while sitting in arm's reach of her. Another tutor came forward and said Merritt did something similar to her where he pulled down his shorts and held himself while close by. Oh, no. But Brian, you'll be happy to know he gave a completely valid excuse for the incident. According to Rick Davis, Merritt's attorney, the wide receiver had, quote, a bad case of jockage. <laughs> now, Brian, why were these hurtful tutors so disrespectful towards this medical condition? It's weird that they were, it just happened to be two female tutors that he. It could have been anyone. <laughs> coach, head coach. Two. People Kevin Sumlin probably was sub- subjected to the, right. that, that treatment. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've ever had jock itch. It's like yeah. it's basically athlete's foot, but it's on your fucking balls. And yeah. I don't like if I had it, I would want it off there really quick. Although I don't know that I would like have to show. I don't know that I'd have to like be in the middle of um, Vaughn's like scratching my balls and have my dick out. I feel like I could I- avoid that. Yeah, call call me old fashioned, but I probably uh, call an end to the tutoring session before I took care of business. <laughs> yeah, just like ex- <laughs> or excuse you know myself. This, I'm sorry, I'm just not feeling up to it today. We, can we reschedule this? Just then I of, pull them out. Just think of everybody on the um, campus down there in College Station. Yeah, that's encountered this guy and like slapped high fives with him shook his hand like did it like um what do you call that when you do like a pound dap is that a name for something no sure just any like hand touching with this guy this guy essentially giving him a hand job yeah this guy has shown that he loves to have his hands all over his dick and balls all the time and then he's shaking your hand think about that for a second now texas a&m ed you 
probably might not be aware of this. We have a tremendous listenership of Texas A&M alums. We're very popular with the college station crowd. My question to them is this. It's like a military school, but it's not, you're not like affiliated with the military or what? Cause I've seen. Yeah. It's the, not like the Citadel where it's like even sort of like it's, yeah. it's just a lot of people like they're just a big ROTC school. I'm milita- not sure what They have military haircuts and they wear military uniforms. And according to my friend, Travis Rogers, they do finger guns to each other. Pew, pew. But I don't know, but they're not actually affiliated with the military or are they? I don't know. The uh, the arson and murder reference was to the uh, the old RC Slocum days. They were oh, right. they were they were running a little bit rogue. I I really like Kevin Sumlin. Me too. That guy, he's I I don't know. I think they don't like him though. Like they're well, I think he's on the hot seat, but they're actually fun to watch. Yeah, it's they're fun to watch. They play defense. They can score. They're in the SEC, so like every team in the SEC is pretty much a bad guy. So you got to find like a couple that you can right. root for, and I would put te- Texas A and M in that category for sure. Sure, sure. Okay, what else? Let's go to hockey. Billionaire Edmonton Oilers owner Daryl Cass has been accused by a Brazilian model and an actress on the TV show Jane the Virgin, Grace Santo, of offering them millions for sex. Santo said she first met Cass in November 2015 in Hawaii. Uh, while she was on there for a photo shoot for Viva Glam, a magazine which the lawsuit calls a front for cats to procure beautiful women for his own personal personal pleasure. Wow. While she was in Hawaii, Katz's cousin, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, but he, uh, when asked what she would have to do in return, he said, I'm looking for companionship and sex. After she turned him down, he continued to pursue her. Now the story is coming out in a lawsuit that's against his lawyer for something unrelated. Now, Brian, what's the saddest part about this hockey owner? His rap with women or the fact that his hairstyle best resembles Alice from the Brady Bunch? Yeah, I could barely pay attention to what you're saying, Ed, because I am mesmerized by this guy's wig. It's terrible. He's this, someone has allowed him to think that this wig that he pulls down over what's left of his other hair looks real. And I don't know what the guy looks like without this wig on, but it would be an improvement for sure. Also, the oil are kind of good. The oil made the playoffs. They got that Connor McDavid. Like the oil are on the come. Oh, I don't. I have no. I had no idea. Does Wayne Gretzky still play for them? No, but he own. He doesn't own them. This guy, this cat's guy, who's a Canadian billionaire. How do you make him? How how many Canadian billionaires are there? A couple. Two or three? What, Oil, the guy who runs the uh, Tim Hortons. Right, the Tim Hortons fortune. Wheat, there's got to be somebody that's that's cracked nine figures in wheat, right? They grow a lot of it. Probably. I assume they have the same owner, the the CFL teams, the owner of the Rough Riders and the Rough Riders. Yeah. Right? You know, well. I assume it's the same owner, right? I don't want to break this to you, but we're down to only one Rough Riders. Oh. Also, they had two, they had eight teams. Two were the Rough Riders, and one was Rough Riders, all one word, and one was two words, Rough That's Riders. Right. That's right. Sus- Saskatchewan and uh, Calgary, I think. Oh, oh Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Nah. I'm, I'm looking at the story, and I need to see. I can't. I haven't seen the chick. Hold on. What's her name? Brazilian model, Greasy Santo. Well, that's an interesting name. 
Let's hold on. I'm just going to Google her and see if that pussy is worth millions of dollars. He's a fucking billionaire. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's rich. Like way before The Apprentice. And I think it, universally, I don't think anyone would think Trump is a good looking dude. Way before The Apprentice, he was just rifling through models. Like yeah, if you have yes. money, yeah, you don't have to pay money. For it. Like you don't have, what? He's so, chasing around some random actress that doesn't yeah. want him. She's pretty hot. She's very Jeez. she's very Latin looking. Um, like I don't. I'm a fan. Very fit, yeah. But she, but but there's yeah. a million of her. Also, when you Google her, one of the suge- Google images, one of the suggestions is Axel Rose. Did Axel Rose slam her? Like he's hideous. Oh. Yeah, I mean he's. You talk about work done. That guy looks yes. very oh, hot. God, what's going on with the hair? Um, this chick's super hot, but I don't see some guys get off on paying. And I would I would wager a guess that a guy. With that, that actively engages the public in that level of hair system, he's the kind of guy that likes to pay for pussy. Like that's that's his thing. He's like his whole thing is I'm rich and I'm paying for it. And here, have a million dollars because I'm so fucking. I got rich on wheat, Canadian wheat, wheat no oil. Either. Okay, what else said? All right, after son, after son Lonzo's UCLA team lost in the Sweet 16, sports dad LeVar Ball spoke to the Orange County Register. Realistically, that's my local, Ed, that's my local paper. Does it? No. I, I really don't know of this paper. Is it a real paper or is it's it like a, very local? Uh, no, it's Orange. There's a few million, pe- million people in Orange County. Right, it's but a, wouldn't they just get the, uh, the LA? Mm, they don't like that. No, because we're our own metropolitan area, Ed. Just, oh, so to you guys, you're a real thing. You're, you're I pref- not, you're I not pref- part of L.A. I prefer the L.A. Times. The Orange County Register tends to have the editorial page of the Orange County Register tends to have a bit of a conservative bent. Mm. Uh, uh, continue. Yeah, this my, anyway, my local paper said what? Realistically, you can't win no championship with three white guys because the foot speed is too slow. I told Lonzo, one of these games, you might need to go for 30 or 40 points. Yeah. It turned out that was the one game. Then once they get to the Elite Eight, they're right there. Brian, I guess the question needs to be asked. Are sports parents giving interviews the worst or the absolute worst? Yeah, it's pretty. We're all we're living in LeVar Ball's time. Like, why do people keep putting microphones in front of this guy? Although, Ed. Yeah. I mean, he sort of does have a point. <laughs> one one it, team. It, it is a little jarring when you see that, like a higher percentage of white guys yeah. than black guys on a basketball yes. team. However. Fucking Lonzo went for ten in that game. He had he a bad his, game, and he got his he got his lunch eaten by De'Aaron D apostrophe Aaron Fox. I would, I would love if the Knicks got him. I'm not saying that he's a shitty player, right? But like, I I do like you said. Why they keep putting microphones? Like, it's a very lazy crutch of shitty sports writers to put the microphone into the parents, the like yeah. the loud mouth parents. I remember Vince Carter's mom, RG 3s dad. Uh, LeVar Ball, like there's these parents that just want to mouth off, like they're fucking not, they're not valid. Like they're just, they're they're very biased. It's like, it's like if you have a job, Ed, when you were stacking chips, selling bonds, (laughs) and your boss was like, hey, uh, Ed, can you come in my office real quick? And you come in there and he's like, look, um, can you write down your dad's phone number, Ed Senior? I gotta, I gotta give him a call, talk about a few things. Like, 
You're not in fucking, you're not a minor. You're an adult. You're an adult thing on an adult stage. You're on TV playing basketball. What's, I don't give a fuck what his dad's got to say. His dad is not, is not hooping. His dad played one season at Washington State, averaged two points. And, and he can only hurt the situation because yes. what's going to happen when chances are Lonzo Ball, like maybe he turns it around in year one, but chances are he's going to play on a shitty team yeah, with like Lakers. half the team stinks, yeah. whether it's the Lakers, the Knicks, or one of these shitty teams. And what he, what is dad going to do? He's going to mouth off about how shitty this guy's teammates are. And like, I, I don't know Lonzo Ball, but every interview, he doesn't seem like his dad, but he's, he's, He's going to take a lot of shit because his dad won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's going to talk a bunch of shit. No. Hopefully he's on the Lakers, though. The kid, the kid has amazing court vision. Like, yeah. He's really... I'm open he's, for the Knicks. Just keep one, winning Lakers. He's one of those guys where it's like the game seems like a little bit slower for him. Like, he can just see everything that's happening, and he always seems to know to get the ball to the right guy. The problem is a little too un- unselfish because he can get to the rack. Right, he does, but he's, he does, but, he but looks they to pass were seeing that. I mean, like, I, I don't, obviously, it's a tough comparison, but like, that's, that's a very Jason Kidd like thing. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's an actual point guard who's, who's making everybody right. around him better. Like, he is a superstar. I mean, UCLA, whether or not they had a bunch of good freshmen, a bunch of good players, like, they had a, they missed the tournament the previous year. Yeah. And they were top true. 10 all year. He's a yeah. fucking superstar. No, he's a stud. He's going to be a stud. But his dad's a real fuck up. Speaking of studs, Ed. Yeah. We give a lot of advice on this show. And mm-hmm. one thing I always advise is that people never, ever, ever discuss their number with their partner. Right. It's a no win situation. Like her number will never, ever be low enough for you to feel comfortable unless it's zero. <laughs> the Chris Rock line two. Yeah. I guess that's how you were raised. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if by chance her number is higher than your number, you, you probably want to kill yourself for the rest of your life. So just don't just like, who cares? Like everybody has a past, like let you it go. You weren't there first. Yeah. Just don't, just don't, and you don't want to be the, there first. Like you got, if you were there first, it was probably terrible. Yes, exactly. You got to let them go out. They got to learn what they like. Learn the good from bad, and then you swoop in there when they've worked all that out. But Ed, amongst friends, when you're with the guys, it's a different story. Yeah. Guys can freely compare stats, but we all know at least one guy, that one Lothario dirtbag of the group that stacked a disproportionate amount of chips, Ed. Mm-hmm. That one dude who straight up crushes it. Every group has one. Yep. Of course, I'm talking about that triple digit, bro. Oof. Ed, Andrew Wardle is one sounds, of these. Sounds a, like a guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a three hasher, Ed. He's, he's the dude whose conquests cannot be quantified on the tens timetable. Andrew Wardle has pumped more than 100 women. Oh, my goodness. Andy. What a star. Good for you, Andy. Ed, this is a high degree of difficulty accomplishment, especially when you consider the obstacles A-Wards has had to come. 
You see, Ed, Wardle was born with an extremely rare one in 20 million condition. Super huge dick, right? Bladder extrophy. Extrophy. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. His bladder, in other words, was outside of his body at birth. And he's undergone hundreds of operations since. Just a quick update. You want to keep all your organs or all the ones that are supposed to be inside of the body. You want to keep them inside the body. You don't want any organs to be outside of you. The condition has severe, except for your skin. This guy, this guy must have some game because you got the billionaire owner of the Oilers. He's offering he, cash. He can't. He's offering cash. This guy's got a, a bladder outside his body, and he's. Well, I would. I would argue that wig is a bigger hindrance than you know, the bladder's under your clothes. <laughs> the bladder's better just, looking than that wig. That wig's right out there. The condition has severely affected the Manchester native's physical health. He's a mank, Ed, mm. including damage to his kidneys after numerous infections. Oof. But it's also critically harmed his mental health, mainly. Because the condition caused him to be born without a penis. Oh. In a TLC documentary following his struggle called Man with No Penis. This is just not, that's just insult to injury. They could have given it a different name, Ed. <laughs> Wardle explained how he managed. I knew my way around a woman's body. I knew my way around their mind. I was very confident in bed of what I could do to them so they wouldn't come near me and they were finished and I was fine. Is this is this a, a hybrid between Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins and Ted Kennedy? <laughs> I, thought, I, th- I thought there was a little uh, chapel Sounded a little com- Ted- coming out at the end. Era. 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 I have no penis era. The Daily Mail reported that Wardle's hesitation to sleep with women right away made him even more attractive to some. However, there's a sweet spot. You don't, you want to act like you don't want to fuck them right away, but you also don't want to wait too long, guys. Just a little advice for me. Act like it's no big deal. And they'll, they'll come ask for it. Trust me. That's a, However, that's a, tough, that's a tough thing to do. He told the UK's Good Morning hosts that his high number of sexual partners wasn't because he was any sort of womanizer. Rather, he felt he couldn't keep his secret if he saw women more than a few times. Ed, what is more impressive? That this dude slayed a C-note of broads without a penis or the fact that he did it with a man bun? Oh no! Wait, see, did you oh, see no. the picture? Yeah. Oh. He's got the. Yes, he's got the. Ma- he looks like. Uh, he looks like every turd you want to punch in a yes. bar. He's got like the shaved sides with it, like uh-huh. tied up. Oh, yeah. not good. Yeah, not good. What? So. Oh, I mean, what was he doing? The. Did the, did the article say a, was he doing the? finger and like pretending something was going on i think he was pleasing them in a way that didn't so they've kind of yeah digital does your penis have a knuckle does that count as sex i don't think that counts as sex it counts it counts as penis have a knuckle (laughs) 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 i don't i don't think i don't remember seeing having any guys with fingernails on their penis (laughs) 
I don't think digital penetration. That's well, it counts. I, it can't. I mean, when you say that out of context, it could sound really bad. It counts in the in the the sense of a uh, of an attack of some sort. Yeah, right. Yes. But it, it's foreplay in a right. It could be. Yes. It it's. If it's if not, you're if it's unwanted, then it counts. It counts. Yes, I agree. It, it doesn't count like yeah, it's it's you know Yeah. It's an activity for, for sophomores right. in high school. Yeah. Is it second base? I don't know the bases. I think that's third. It's third. And then Kissing is first. One titties. Two under back the shirt. titties. You seem yeah. like you're going like you're in a pretty you know, if that's a single and double, and also in third you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big leap between second and third. Yeah, I go, but there's nothing else in between these days. Kids go straight to anal. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's the infield the fly. Slam. Yeah, that's the infield fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just assumed. Yeah. It's just okay. Here we Rever- go. Reverse cowgirl is a, a sacrifice bunt. <laughs> Ed, um, first of all, how fucking old is this guy? I thought he was dead. Pat Robertson. Wish he was dead. Yeah. He, um, he's 87. And he's concerned that he's being dominated by homosexuals. The TV, he's really, really worried that they're controlling his happiness in some way. The TV preacher simply loves putting his overactive imagination to use talking about gay people, whether he's complaining how they're all going to be, quote, thrusting at him or getting upset <laughs> with gays getting, quote, drunk with the wine of fornication. In his latest non sequitur about homosexuality this week, Mr. Robertson revealed that he spends a lot of time thinking about getting dominated by gay men. Also, he's looking pretty bad. He looks like a, some sort of Star Wars villain. Yes, or he, he does. From another planet. He looks like the, the dude who was uh, who was with Billy D and the Millennium Falcon at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, he's got. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's got because his head is like kind of um, triangular with it wider at the top, and then the big ears sort of melt into the long cheeks. Taking to the airwaves, the long-serving media personality warned that gay people had, quote, dominated the media and, quote, infiltrated academia. He said, when you get down to it, Christians are still the majority in this country, but we have given ground to a small minority. You figure lesbians, 1% of the population, homosexuals, 2% of the population, that's all. That's statistically all, but they have dominated dominated the media they've dominated the cultural shift and they have infiltrated the major universities they it's just unbelievable what's being done uh and this guy has an issue obviously Um, but what i want to know is on a scale of mike pence to marcus bachman how (laughs) deeply is pat robertson suppressing his homosexual desires He's almost full Marcus at this point. And your, your, your reading of his quotes, if you've heard him speak, because uh, Stern has played him every once in a while, like when he's blaming gays for 9-11 and stuff, he sounds just like he's, he, my, each breath might be his last. Yeah, he's, he's, like, no, he's... I've had lots of chats with God in recent months. He <laughs> thinks I'd make a swell power bottom. <laughs> 
My daddy used to drip candle wax on my testicles. Uh, actually, I meant to say the gaze of the work of the devil. <laughs> I wish anal beads came with instructions. I, I mean, gays were the cause of 9-11. I can hear, oh, he's 700 Club, right? Yeah, he's 700 years old. And he's, and he, he's always bitching that the gays are like controlling the media and stuff. Like, this is not a new line for him. But the guy has his own channel. Like, he's not like. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the chief gay of all. Yes, like, <laughs> yes, he's gayer than the gays that he hates. And for infiltrating the media, the guy's 24 7 going on his own channel. And he's, you know, he's sitting at that sitting at that desk and he's got it all lit up. I think his like kids are on there with him. I I'll be honest. I thought he was dead. I thought he died a long time ago. When I was a kid and like Sunday morning, you're flipping channels and you're trying to find something. And I remember the titles that 700 club. I thought it was like, you know, some sports thing and turning out like, what the fuck is this? Yes. Yes. There's a guy, you know, I think, I would go for a tiramisu and an anal bead right now. Uh, okay, Ed, let's yeah. let's just jump ahead. We're kind of running long here, and I want to get yeah, yeah. I want to get fancy sauce into the mix. Let's do it. We're so lucky to have her. It's so rare that we get her back to back to back. Yeah, this is a trend. Yeah, it's becoming a trend. Of course, I'm talking about our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce, who joins us now. How you doing, Fancy? I'm back. Hey, yeah. Kate. I've been back. Hey, Ed. Yeah, I think you are here last week. She's right? been here a yeah, couple weeks. I've been around. Yeah. Well, it's nice to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you. Good to have you. Good to see you, too. Um, I, just I never re- see you much, either. I know. It's, we got to do more podcasts. It's us together. <laughs> um, I forgot I have one email for you. Okay. For us. Okay. I guess it's technically for me. It's from a guy named Joe, and he wants to hit this subject line is, can you teach me how to do your low voice? One of the best parts of the show is when Brian talks in his low voice. I am hashtag hetero, but if I... I wasn't. It would probably make me chub up a little. Kate, <laughs> what does it do to your lady parts when Brian talks to That's you in the low voice? Very personal question. Do you appreciate being with a sexy beast like Brian? I, I sure do. <laughs> Brian, is it possible I'm to teach every day? Is it, Brian, is it possible to teach someone how to do the low voice or just something that you're born with asking for a friend? Well, that's a fantastic email. It is I a good email, and I agree. Yeah. It's, it is a great part of the show. Yeah. You have to see with the low voice. You should do a how-to video on Patreon. You have to find <laughs> the right moment, and you have to look the person you're talking to in the eye. <laughs> Brian's looking at me very creepily right and now. You speak low <laughs> and slow. This is how he wooed me, everybody. So they know you're serious. That you're about down to get down to some Andrew Wardle style business. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'm terrified. The real business. Okay. The real Stop. deal. Yeah. 
Good for you, Joe. I appreciate that email. The pride of Manchester. Yes, he's a mank. Uh, Kate. <laughs> yes. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening well, in fancy pop? Before I get into the news. Yeah, the news. The real world news. news. Yep. I have a Patreon shout out. Yes. Yeah. New hero. Hero of the week, Chuck Spear. Chuck, you're a hero. Latest addition Thank to you, our Chuck. family. Guys, patreon.com is where we do the show for free. We used to have a whiskey company that advertised, but our buddy at the whiskey company doesn't work there anymore. You figure, though, other whiskey people could still reach out, but they don't. Sure. We did, is, we did plenty for their business. We did some commercials for a whiskey company, and it was a, mostly we got whiskey, but also a little bit of money, but not very much. We do this for free. We entertain you for no money, no compensation. But... If you'd like to make a financial donation to the show, we will accept it. And the way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle. Reach out there. Additionally, we do some bonus content that is only available to our Patreon subscribers. And I believe we're going to have something coming up. It might be up by the time you listen to this. So check patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle for a special Bonus content from the Ball Lifestyle Podcast. Okay, Kate. Good job. What else? I'd also like to discuss quickly yeah. my paranormal activity experience uh, no. last oh, week. Oh, my God. Just in case I... Oh, my God. Is this like my experience in Baltimore? No. It's going to make me sound It's cuckoo. much worse. Yeah. I mean, you, may, you might want to think about this, Kate. <laughs> Anybody I just want to know what the fuck if anybody fo- happened. If anybody follows Fancy Graham <laughs> on at, at Fancy Graham on Instagram, she's made she's a few days ago last week she made a post questioning something that occurred in the Baller Lifestyle World headquarters. What was that exactly, Kate? I was getting ready for work. Actually, before I was getting ready, I came down in the morning. And I did my morning routine. I opened my laptop, which was sitting on the dining room table. Yes. Checked my email for a few minutes, Correct. closed my laptop, went in the kitchen, made my coffee, mm-hmm. did some other stuff in the kitchen. And we have like a, an open plan kitchen dining oh, room. Yes. So my computer laptop is visible. Visible the whole time. from the kitchen. Yep. And then I went upstairs and I'm getting ready. And I'm in, my, in the house by myself. And I hear a very loud, Noise crash, unidentifiable noise. It mm-hmm. wasn't even really a crash. I don't know how I would explain it. Mm, smash. But I froze, and I was thinking, sounds like something. Someone's in my house, yep. or something happened. Mm. So I rape fantasy. I am silent for a while. I don't yeah. hear anything else. So I'm like, I tell myself that was probably just outside. So then I get, yeah. I finish getting ready. I come downstairs, and my computer, which I left. S- Firmly on the dining room table. Yes. Is on the floor. Uh, And no, I didn't knock it. It wasn't near the edge. Like, because as I've explained, Mm. after I used it, I spent some time in the kitchen where it was in direct view of me. Yes. Anyway, it was just weird. It was very unsettling. Were there any tremors? No, there's no tremors. Were there any animals in the house? Not that I know of. Were there any pets? I don't have pets. Kate, was there maybe. Also, the noise. Uh, Yes. 
Yeah. Also, the noise that I heard was not the noise of my computer falling onto a rug. It was a separate in my noise. Room. No. Oh. You're definitely s- certain, an unidentified you're noise. certain there were no other factors at play? Interesting. Wow. Well. So anyway, I, so it freaked me out because I, there was no logical conclusion I do that a, I could come to. I do occasionally see. As there was I'm, nothing plausible. As I'm leaving for the office in the morning, I do occasionally see some trash pandas outside. Raccoons. Maybe one of them came in, was checking his email. You know how the homeless go to the library to check their email? <laughs> no, they go to masturbate. That's what they well, do. Well, also that. They, maybe a raccoon came in here and he's like, hey, I just, I'm just going to log on. To <laughs> Rocky64. Yeah. They're, pro- they're probably Panda hotmail Tinder. users. Yeah, yeah, I would say hotmail. Yeah, yes. Pa- on his Panda <laughs> grinder. Mail. Checking his grinder account. Uh, anyway, I, it was very yes. weird and very unsettling. Yes. It freaked me out. I called Brian to like alert him of what had happened yep. because it's one of those things where you walk in the room and something is so amiss that you can't, that you're just like, oh, what the hell? Shocking. Shocking. Who knows what Brian I, was not very helpful either. Well, I mean, it's an unexplainable phenomenon. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts. No. But nobody has been able to come up with what happened. Maybe someone's living in our attic. We don't have an attic. Why, why is it out of, out of the question that you just put it on the corner of the table? It just is. I, I just, mm-hmm. I didn't put it there. Good question, Ed. No, I agree. And if it did fall off, why did it take it 20 minutes? Yeah. That's also, hey, that's plausible. I don't know. I do like that somebody said maybe a rat had come in the house and was climbing the cord of the, cause the computer was plugged in. The cord would come out. Yeah, yeah it's it an does. Apple. That's right. Anyway. We use Apple products in this house. All right, moving on. Uh, yes. After that interlude. What is, Kate, Kate, what is going <laughs> such on? Such a great, such an interesting story. In, this in the world of pop culture, what is <laughs> happening in Fancy Pop? Well, you guys, it's spring. Yeah, spring is sprung. You know what springtime means. I get sprung. Allergies. Yeah, seasonal it means, allergies. It means a new Fast and the Furious movie. Woo! Speeding uh, into theaters. F8. Is that Friday. a thing that they do it every spring? I think yeah. so, yeah. We might have to try to go see it Sunday night. Sunday afternoon. Excited. Is there really one out already? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Which is, this one is getting terrible reviews, which is do they shocking to reviews? me. But which is shocking to me because I clearly saw in the trailer that the fast gang is in their cars on an iceberg being chased by a submarine. So I don't know how. Right. Like what's the, what would be bad about that? that? Wow. Do they CGI Paul Walker in it or did they just, they just say, I think think he's moved on, but Vin Diesel, Dom. We'll definitely be going to check this out. He's gone rogue. Um, there is a new character, Charlize Theron's mm-hmm. cornrowed villainess hacker. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to be impressing the critics, though. Oh, really? Yeah, IndieWire's David Elrich writes that Theron's performance is confined to cutaway shots where she says things like, get ready for this, before yeah. hitting a button that triggers some bad special yeah. effects halfway around the world. Well, in, in her defense, when you're going toe-to-toe with heavyweights like Jordana Brewster... <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, the Juilliard train. You might not shine did, as brightly. Did you guys see the, the Michelle Rodriguez movie where she plays the tough girl? That- <laughs> yes, yes, I love that one. Um, but She's not going to let you through her exterior? 
<laughs> yes, what's the juice? Oh, the the beef between Vin the and the Rock. Plot line is happening off screen. There's yeah. a feud between Vin Diesel. And they hate each other. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what happens. This Kate, I believe Statham also will be appearing again in this one. I really hope so. And Statham, would he like? It's all the bald tough if, guys in this movie. If you if you were in the lane, if I threw it to you in the lane, would you be able to back him down and just, or would you just turn around and shoot right over him? Um, yes. I'd shoot over him. Yes. Cause he's so little. We're about the same. Height. Yeah. I'd have to jump yeah, a little he's, bit. Yeah. He's pretty tiny. Uh, okay. Well, I look forward to that. I did see, I also saw another Isn't highlight. Vin from Diesel kind of little. Yeah, he is. Like uh, the rock would destroy him if they actually fought. Yeah. Cause the, the, the rock is legit and everyone he's a legit loves- huge guy. Yeah. Everyone loves a rock. I did see one highlight and I don't know how this movie could be badly reviewed because it's like the, the buildings like blowing up or it's like a war zone looking thing, like battle. And Michelle um, Rodriguez is like lying on the ground and she's like, Dom, we know this isn't you. And then um, Vin Diesel turns around and starts making out with Charlize Theron. It's like, <laughs> what's like, how could that be bad? How could that this such groundbreaking cinema? Yeah. I mean, I personally, uh, okay, Kate, what else? Um, I have a Mel B update. Oh, Stephen this is kind of a sad story. Yeah, like it this. is sad, and it's kind of like spiraling out of control yeah. in the gossip in the gossip rags. Yep. So you don't really know what's like true. What's you know? I mean, everything's embellished yeah. on on the internet. Yeah, but it does. It just has a very sad kind of yeah twinge to well, it. Spousal. So abuse. Mel B has obtained a restraining order against the nanny she says was having sex with her husband, got pregnant by her husband, and is now extorting her with her husband. Yeah. This is the Belafonte guy? Oh, yeah. No. So Mel B's lawyers got a court order to gain access to a storage locker rented by this nanny Lorraine um Gilly mm. Gillies? The nanny in question. So mm-hmm. apparently Mel B claims the locker contains sex tapes and photos Lorraine and Mel B's estranged uh. husband, Steve and Belafonte, threatened to make public to destroy her life. You, I, I have an inside access to this story. Ooh. Ooh. What do you tell? Know? What do you know? Uh, a friend of mine uh, reached out to me after last week's show and said, I know somebody went to high school with him. He had a different name in high school. He didn't go as the Belafonte name. Right. right. And so he's from New Jersey and said he was a psychopath in high school. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. See, this is so. just, that's, that's great information. And here's, let's, let's juxtapose Ed's life against mine. This is Ed. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> hey, man, it's one of your friends. I was listening to your podcast, and I, I want to add something to what you were saying. It was a re- really good show. Here, let me tell you something I know about what you're talking about. Oh, okay. yeah, go ahead. And then here's my life. Ring, ring. Hello? Hey, man, you still like doing that podcast thing? <laughs> Scene. Scene. Uh, okay, Kate, what else is going on? Um, what else? He's from Jersey, huh? Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Mm, the shore. Is that down the shore? Yes, it is. Yeah. It's, I, it might actually be the same town as Spitzer's girl. Oh I think that God. was the same town. Fan. Whew. Ashley Dupree. 
Ashley Dupree, who now has a like a lingerie store a few blocks from my mom's house. Yeah, I know. We got to (laughs) go hang out at the. She's got a couple kids. We got to go hang out at the top by your mom. Do a show. Do a show from the lingerie store. Been wanting to do that. Okay, what else? I just always think about these kids that grow up and your mom and your mom was a whore. Be able to Google your mom's or your dad's scandalous. We all make our choices. We all make our choices. Well, just think of uh, middle school's going to. I think about the Carradine kids having to discuss how Dad died. That's true. Yeah. How did David Carradine die? Uh, Same way Michael Hutchins died. Same way the the president of Australia, Michael Hutchins, Mm. kicked off. Mike Hutchins. Yeah. R.I.P. Boy, did I have a crush on him growing up. Who didn't? He was pretty dreamy. Yeah, he was awesome. He was beautiful. Yeah. All right. This is a cute story. Um, you guys are probably big corn fans. Huge. The band corn. It's corn with it's a K. Corn with a K and the white, R. White dreads? The R is backward. Yeah, I think the singer might have. Well, there's a few guys with dreads. I can big na- I, I big can fans na- of uh, uh, Toys R Us with the ba- R, backwards R. Yeah, backwards R. That's I how can, you know they're badass. I can segue this into a name drop story. Oh, you know somebody from corn? No, I don't. We don't play went- by your rules with your forward facing <laughs> letters. <laughs> I went to a corn concert. Oh my god, that's so my twenty. That is so embarrassing. The first and last time. Corn concert. Well, I was invited by somebody that had a oh, box. Here at we the, go. What's the, where the ducks play? Somebody who knows David Spade. The, the pond. The pond. Yeah. At the pond, somebody mm. that had like a box at the like owned a box at the pond. Did we ever determine if David Spade was a loud comer, or is that you're not answering? I don't <laughs> oh, Okay. Um, and one of the other people invited was none other than Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. It was before she, oh. burned, she blew up. Oh, yes. and having the same name, we were Kate really and Kate. It off. Yeah. You guys, so you guys partied at the corn concert. We sure did. And were you like, eh, like sing, I don't know any corn songs. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I did at the time. Yes. I uh, mm-hmm. I have a Kate Hudson story as well. I'll just one up you. No, oh, I, think, I can't one up. But I did have dinner at a restaurant right next next to her, yeah. and it was one of those things in the corner of your eye. You're like, whoa, there's some blonde having dinner with a homeless man. That's like, like this is like an episode of Nine or Two and L. Like, was, and it was fucking Chris Robinson and Kate Hudson. I was like, oh, that's who they are. Odd couple. Yeah, they and, and he looked. He looked very unhealthy, skinny yeah. when I saw him. Like it looked, it looked uncomfortably skinny. Yeah, he's like six five. Yeah, yeah six five and like one hundred and twenty. Did you uh, do when you were hanging out with Kate Hudson? Did you maybe give her my number, Kate? Let her know I'm out here. Yeah, I didn't know you, but I oh. but I did give her your number. Oh, cool. Yeah, Thanks. I was like twenty six. She hasn't called yet. Uh, um. Okay. So yes. metal she man corn. She was. She was oh, yeah, good. She's hot. Yeah. This is pre. This is pre. Uh, almost is, famous. Yeah, pre. Almost famous. Yeah, it was this right before almost wow. famous. Um, okay, back to my story. Metal band Corn have drafted a twelve-year-old, none other than Metallica, uh, the son of Metallica. Twelve. To see Robert Trujillo. Yeah. Robert, Former suicide. Ty Trujillo's. His name. He's 12 years old to fill in for corn regular basis. Reginald Fieldy Arvizu? Arvizu? I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I'm not too. uh, I'm sorry, everybody. I think that. 
I think we're good with. This. I think that corn guy. Might, I feel like I do this all the time. I do this in real life too. I mispronounce things all the time, and that, Brian's always um, having to. I think whatever pronunciation you decide for the band corn is good yes. enough. I'm just anyway. This kid's twelve, and he's a little ripper, and yeah. he's going on oh, tour yeah, with corn. I mean, I mean, I, yeah, it's very gimmicky, right? Yeah, totally. I don't care. Yeah, I think it's cute. Yeah, go tie. I don't know. I don't. I feel like there's other guys you could have got, gotten. It's it's odd. It's odd to be hanging out with a twelve. Who would choose to hang out with a twelve year old? I know, and they got that means that the kid's mom has to come because it's not like the kid just like packs his gear and gets on a plane and goes to South America with corn. Yeah, there are child labor laws. Well, not in South America. I feel like that's true. You have to take a homeschooler. Well, I think Maybe it's in the, the summer. I think it's a summer oh, tour. Summer gig. Yeah, interesting. Pretty sweet summer gig. What yeah. were you guys doing when you were twelve? No, nothing. Not Little, turning my R's backwards. Little league. So this is something. This next story is something I had no idea about. Did you guys know that when a new Supreme Court judge is appointed, no. that there's a hazing? No. What thing no. happened? Care my motherfucking gavel. <laughs> yeah. Um, this I, Neil Gorsuch guy, which I will never get over. This, um, I, I would be concerned stones. with um, Clarence Thomas's hazing tactics as we are. I'm not happy about this appointment. Aware of his but predilections. Here's the thing. SCOTUS justices have a long running tradition of assigning the newest high judge to junior justice duties, which include three specific tasks. Uh-huh. They must undertake until a new justice fills their spot, which could be years in the making. So Gorsuch is replacing Justice Elena Kagan, who for the last six years or so has had to personally answer the door if knocked on during meetings with the justices, take notes during those meetings, and the best, attend to grievances about cafeteria food leveled by court employees. What the fuck? (laughs) Isn't Isn't there administration there? They all have assistants. Yes, but that's, that's part of the hazing they, ritual. They got clerks for days. Can't one of maybe maybe uh, Gorsuch's clerk could gets do the it, door? But it's that's part yes. of the hazing ritual. Wow, wow, I'm not sure about this. Wow, interesting. What else, Kate? That's what happens? Just deciding what else I'm going to oh, talk about. Oh, you got some other stuff there. Well. This isn't that exciting, but... No, it isn't. Well, so there's this former power business manager, Hollywood business manager, Jonathan Schwartz, who had a lot of high-profile clients, like Alanis Morissette, Uh who had a very serious gambling problem. And... Arch Leister style. Stole millions of dollars from clients. This... Um, And and Alanis is one of the people who has um, sued him. Well, every once in a while. I guess he settled with her, though. You ought to know. I think he's going to prison. Oh, nice. Ed. Yes, you do yeah. go to prison for doing that. Every once in a while, you'll hear, like, the city controller stole $2 million from the general fund, or, like, somebody fleeced the Little League out of fifty grand, and yeah. 100% of the time, it's fucking gambling. This fucking gambling can really, yeah. really fuck your life up yeah. if you let it get Big out time. of control. It's just, is yes. it like sports gambling? Like what you just, yeah. Or, or betting. you, pl- I would say sports it would be betting. sports, sports betting. Also, 
the big. But remember that one guy who was the um, drug czar, like under the first George Bush, William yeah, Bennett? Yeah. This guy was a real piece of shit. He would go on TV and be like, you fucking people are like, he was a real, he was the drug czar and he was a real warrior against Very people's judgmental. behavior. Yeah. And it turns out the guy was losing like $3 million a year playing fucking slot machines. Like, <laughs> like somebody's goddamn grandmother pulling the handle. Slot the, machines are so dumb. The one-armed bandit. Do you know what they remind me of when I see people on math, like in Vegas? It, they remind me of hamsters on a wheel. You know, going round you know and round and round hands round. down, not even close, slot machines are the, the biggest, biggest money, money maker. maker. Yeah. I did know that. That's, which is why more and more of the casino yeah. is slot machines. Yeah. A lot of real estate in the casino. It's Don't everyone's know. chance when they when they walk through the casino. It's everyone's chance to yeah. judge the idiots. Like yeah. you're going to play and get get taken by the house and something else. But everyone who walks by the slot machines, yeah. are like those these fucking assholes. Yeah, I'm gonna I go play blackjack. That's great. I love that. <laughs> That's a great point, Ed. <laughs> okay, Kate, is that it? And I have some Patreon only content to attend to. This is. That's it. Okay. But oh, you guys, this, mm-hmm. if anybody has any gambling addiction stories you'd like to share with us, oh. even anonymously, that is good. We would like to. We would like to hear about it. Phil Mickelson. Yeah, that could be good. Do you know the golfer Phil Mickelson? No. Phil Mickelson. You don't. Mm-mm. He's very greasy. He's from San Diego. He's got a big set of Mickelsons. Yeah, he's got. He's got. Um, he, he's got breasts. He's got. He's got, he's got a set of Mike Pence's. Gynomasty, whatever that's called, where you have man breasts. Anyway, he's a good player. I like him. He's left-handed. He just, this this gambler in Las Vegas is on trial, and it came out in the trial that Phil Mickelson had to pay him $2 million for lost bets. And yeah, this Mickelson guy makes $50 bucks a year, but still. But you could see how a guy making that kind of dough. Yes. Could go under quickly. Yes, and he supposedly loves to bet on golf. He likes to play games for money. I mean, he loves the action. That's the problem. These guys get addicted to the action. Uh, Okay, Kate, that's it? That's it. Okay, excellent job. Uh, Guys, check out, if you're a Patreon subscriber, check out patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle for some bonus content. Ed Daly and I are going to be reviewing the roller disco scene from... The television show Ooh. Chips. Ooh. Kate, you want to sit in on that? Ooh. Kate, do you, my you, phone. do you know some 70s celebrities? Um, Besides Mick Dundee, Paul Hogan. I don't know, actually. Yeah, you're from Australia. They didn't have Three's Company down there. Did you have Laverne and Shirley? Because Shirley shows up in this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was little House on the Prairie? Yes, yes, when I was really Oh, little. you had Little House on the Prairie. When I was like a Laura Gilbert. Baby. Mm-hmm. Melissa Gilbert. I remember. I must have been very young. Ed, do, did I want to have sex? I'm still yeah, very young. That's who it, did, did I want to have sex with Melissa Gilbert? I can't remember. I think I might have. Yes, not yeah. not in the early years of the no, show. Later. Because, later. Like, yeah. In her 30s. Uh, okay. Sure. We're going to do that. Are you guys recording now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. For Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 163 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Oh, hold on. What? Preview. <laughs> Next week's show. Very special episode. Special edition. The You guys love it when we review movies. We are reviewing a movie. The early. 20 years old. Yeah, the mid-90s Nicolas Cage classic 
Con Air will be reviewed on the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. It will be myself, Ed Daly, of course, and special guest, everyone loves him, Jason Stewart. Kate, you want in on that? You, I've never actually seen you've never Con, seen Con, Con Air. Air? Oh, I, think, we'll see, I think you would enjoy that we'll one. See, we'll see if Kate pops in. She might just kibitz and, and jump in if she's around for that. Um, so check that out. Next week, episode 165 will be the Baller Lifestyle Podcast review of Con Air. Check that out. Okay. Until then, for Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 164 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Love you guys. Love you.